Welcome to Victory Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. Last week we began a series entitled A Summer in the Psalms, and so we kind of camped out in Psalm chapter 40. And this week, since it's Father's Day, I thought we would jump over to Psalm chapter 78. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you turn there with me this morning. Psalm chapter 78 will be on the screen as well. Psalm chapter 78, beginning in verse 1. It says, Listen, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children, but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. Verse 5, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. To pray with me this morning. Lord, we thank you today again for this time that we have together to honor our fathers. But Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you that it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, I pray this morning that it would pierce our hearts, that it would touch our minds, and it would transform us before we leave this house today. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus and God's people said, amen. amen and amen. There are three words that I want you to remember today. And so if you were one of my students, I would tell you to put on your pinky caps and turn on your ears. There are three words that I want you to remember. And those three words are listen, live, and lead. Listen, live, and lead. The psalm begins with the word listen. In the Hebrew, that word listen, it means to listen with understanding and then obey what you have heard. To listen with understanding and obey what you have heard. There's a story that's told of FDR when he was in office. And he often had very long receiving lines. And so he had this theory that people really didn't listen to a word that he said when they were coming through the receiving line. So he decided to experiment a little bit with this theory of his. And so the next time that he received a group of visitors at the White House, he leaned over and very quietly whispered, I murdered my grandmother last night. And he said this to each one of the guests that went through this receiving line. And each one of them said, God bless you, sir. How marvelous. Wonderful. We love you, sir. Till he got 
<laughs> How well do you listen? How well do you listen? By definition, the word listen means to pay attention in order to hear something. And it also means to hear and to consider seriously. And so this portion of the song begins by saying, listen, pay attention to what it is that I'm going to tell you because it's probably pretty important. Consider it seriously. Many scholars believe that Psalm chapter 78 was written by Asaph, who was a contemporary of David and who was also a musician. But nevertheless, the author begins by saying, listen to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. This would be the equivalent of your mama saying, you better listen and listen good. You better listen and listen good. He says, I will tell riddles of old which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from our children, but we will tell the generation to come of the praises of the Lord and his power and his wondrous works that he has done. Notice he says, we will not conceal them, but we will tell them to the future generations. I can remember as a little girl asking my dad to tell me stories about when he was little. What was it like? What did you do? What, you know, what were some of the things that you enjoyed? And we do that, don't we? We tell our children and our grandchildren about the good old days, about how, how wonderful things used to be. But the psalmist here is stressing something that is far more important. He said, we will not conceal this message from our children. We're going to tell each generation of the amazing things that God has done. You know, there was a time in America when Sunday was a sacred day. Many of you remember that. Yeah. It was a sacred day because it was considered a Sabbath. And I can remember as a little girl driving home from church on a Sunday morning and nothing was open. No gas stations, no grocery stores. Many of you remember that. You couldn't go shopping on Sunday. You had to do it Saturday. Nothing was open. And it wasn't until I was in high school that I could remember there was restaurants and things started to open up just for a few hours. Just for a few hours. And they closed early because Sunday was a sacred day. There was a time in America when Sunday was sacred because it was time for church. And I wonder if the reason that we seem to have forgotten the sacredness of Sunday in our society isn't because somewhere along the line, people stopped listening to the Lord's instruction and did the exact opposite of what the psalmist says here. They failed to pass along stories of the Lord's goodness to their children. What were those three words I asked you to remember this morning? You'll see how well you're listening. Listen, live, and lead. Listen, live, and lead. Listen to my instruction. Why? So that you may live out my instruction by example. So that you may live it out by example, take a look at verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a new law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they were to teach them. Somebody say, teach them. They were to teach them to their children. That word teach in the Hebrew means to learn, 
or to know, but it also means to ascertain by seeing. I love the last part of that definition. To ascertain by seeing. You've all heard the same do as I say and not as I do, right? So that doesn't exactly set the bar for parenting, does it? Do as I say and not as I do. Because we have to live by example. Because our children and grandchildren will ascertain what they see. They will figure something out. They will pick something up. They will understand by how they see you living. How are you living your life? And please understand me, your children may be grown and they may be gone. You may have grandchildren. You may be in a completely different phase of life. But men, you can still live your life as an example to those generations who are following you. You can set an example to them in how you treat their mother. You can set an example to them in how you manage your household and your finances. You can set an example to them in how you care for the people and the things in your life. How are you living your life? Charles Spurgeon once said, a man's life is always more forcible than his speech. When men take stock of him, they reckon his deeds as dollars and his words as pennies. If his life and doctrine disagree, the mass of onlookers accept his practice and reject his preaching. How are you living your life? Live by example. Because let me tell you, you can preach all the scripture that you want, but if you're not living it out, people really don't care what you have to say. Live by example. Listen and live. Teach these laws to your children so that the generations to come will know. Proverbs chapter 7 verses 2 and 3 echoes the words of Deuteronomy. It says, keep my commandments in life. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Tie them to your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. How do we do that? We're taught from generation to generation. What are those three words I asked you to remember? Listen, live, and lead. Listen, live, and lead. Living and leading sort of go hand in hand, don't they? Because we live by example, we should live by example, but we also lead by example. Take a look at what verse 6 has to say. Listen and teach why. Did you ever read scripture before and say, I don't understand why God would have put this in here. I don't understand what he meant by this. Is there a question what you've read in scripture before? I know that I have. So God, I just don't understand why, but scripture is very explanatory. We see right here in verse 6, he gives us the reason for telling us what he's told us right here. Teach them to your children, verse 5, so that in verse 6, the generation to come would know the children yet to be born that they would arise and tell them to their children so that, there's your answer, so that, this is why, they would put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but comply with his commandments. Listen to the words of the Lord. Teach them to your children so that they will teach it to their children so that they will put their confidence in God and not forget all his words but follow his commands. And here's the kicker. Are you ready for this one? So that 
they will comply with his commandments and not be like their fathers. Not exactly the words you want to hear on Father's Day, is it? So that they will comply with his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Yeah. Ouch. I don't know about you, but I don't want it to be said of me that my children should not be like me because I was stubborn and rebellious and I wasn't faithful to the Lord. As parents, particularly as fathers, you try to set an example for your children. You try to set an example for your sons and how to be a man. You try to set an example for your daughters as to how they should be treated and the kind of person that they should be looking for. And so I, I want to encourage you this morning set a good example. Lead by example because there are lots of eyes that would watch you. And even if you failed in the parenting department, even if you messed up a little bit, it would still hurt to have your kids say, I don't want to be like my dad, wouldn't it? It hurt just a little bit. The psalmist is saying here, listen, live, and lead in such a way that future generations will not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. Unfortunately for us, we're living in the midst of a stubborn and rebellious generation, are we not? A generation that has not prepared their hearts and whose spirit is not faithful to the Lord. Listen, live, and lead so that you can instill the word of God in future generations so that they don't repeat the mistakes of their fathers. Then it's a challenge to live your life in such a way that future generations want to follow you because of the way that you follow the Lord. Those little cards that you're going to take home with you today in the foyer say that God's direction is best. Why? Because he's the greatest example of what a father should be. Live and lead by example. It's a challenge. I want to read just a little bit further in Psalm chapter 78. And so if you jump down to the next portion, the next verse there in verse 9. After seeing the importance of listening, living and leading in such a way that draws the next generation closer to the Lord. Listen to what's recorded in this verse. The sons of Ephraim were archers equipped with bows, yet they turned back on the day of battle. They were archers equipped with bows, yet they turned back on the day of battle. They had everything they needed, yet they turned back. They had all they needed to conquer, yet they turned back. When the going got tough, they backed down. And maybe for you today, God's given you everything you need to have a successful life, to raise a beautiful family, to raise your grandchildren, but maybe, just maybe, the pressure's just a little too much. And when the going gets tough, you just back down. Maybe the financial pressure is too much. Maybe your spouse is difficult. 
all to live with, and maybe you better not say amen because your wife might just be sitting beside you. <laughs> maybe your job is hanging on by a thread. Maybe you're just having trouble holding it all together. Maybe the pressure of being the head of your household and of being a godly husband and father and grandmother is just a little too much. You have all you need. But when the going gets tough, you're tempted to back down. They were equipped with bows, and yet they turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. And scripture gives us the reason. Here's why. They forgot. They forgot his deeds and his miracles that he had shown them. He performed wonders before their fathers, and they forgot. They forgot. Let that sink down for a moment. They backed down in the face of battle because they forgot. They forgot the God who performed miracles for their ancestors. Why? Because perhaps, just maybe, their fathers forgot to listen, live, and lead. I know that each of you this morning are in different phases. Perhaps some of you that are watching have yet to reach that parenting phase of life. But regardless of where you are this morning, there are sons and there are daughters who are looking up to you. Of all ages and phases of life, they are looking to you men as an example of what a father and a husband should be. Are you listening, living, and leading in a way that is pleasing to the Lord? I want to challenge you today. That if you take anything away from this message, that it would be this. That you would not back down for a moment in the face of battle. That you would not back down for a moment when the going gets tough. That you would not back down and forget who your God is. But I would challenge you today to stand up and to be a man. Not a man according to society's standards because masculinity has been affected and impacted in all sorts of ways and attacked from every angle. But I challenge you today to be a man according to the word of God. Because Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says this. It says, he has showed you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Not what the world requires of you. Not what the world demands of you. Not what the world pressures you to be. He has shown you, oh man. And what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. We need more men to stand tall, to stand confident, to listen to the word of the Lord, to live it out by example. To lead their children by reminding them of the wonders that God performed for their fathers. Men, I challenge you today to stand tall and confident according to the word of the Lord. Would you listen to the word? 
Would you live it out? And would you lead those generations who are following you by the example that you have set? Because you haven't forgotten the wonders that God performed. You haven't forgotten the times that he brought you out. You haven't forgotten the times that he spared your life. You haven't forgotten the times when he met a need you had that you just didn't know how it was going to be taken care of. You didn't forget in the midst of the battle. You didn't back down, but you stood confident, not in who you are, but in who you are because of who he is. Stand confident. Listen. Live and lead. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning. And then we want to pray for you today. Pray that God gives you the strength that you need to do what it is that he's called you to do. To lead your home and your family in the way that he wants you to. We're just going to quiet our hearts for a moment this morning. And I invite you as we quiet our hearts today. Just to sing this chorus with us. Thank you, Jesus.
stand for mercy. Lord, would you give our men the boldness to not only listen to your word, but to live it out. To remind the generations and the children coming after them of your wondrous works, of all that you've done. Father, that they would lead and lead well. That they would lead by your example. Father, would you bless them today? Would you strengthen them? Would you encourage their hearts? And Father, this morning I pray that you would encourage them. There's a lot of pressure to stand tall as a man of God. Father, would you encourage their hearts this morning? Maybe you're here today, maybe you're watching us online. And Father's Day may be difficult for you. Maybe, maybe you didn't have a dad that was all that you wanted it to be. Maybe you didn't know who your dad was. I want to encourage you this morning that our God is a father to the fatherless. He's the best example of a father that you could ever have. And this morning, he wants to invite you into his forever family. And so this morning, if you've been struggling, just say, I want to be a part of that family. I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus today. We invite you to pray this prayer with us. And just simply say, Lord, I know I've missed a lot. I know I've made some mistakes. I'm far from perfect. But Jesus, I believe that you love me with an everlasting love. A love that I can never find on this earth. I believe, Lord, that you sent Jesus to Calvary's cross in my place. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come into my life? Would you save me today? I surrender my heart and my life to you. to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.